0: You're listening to the Wes and Walker Show. I remember one recruiting victory that you did get. It's Wes. I know you remember my quarterback, Paul Troth, and he and I came up there to East Carolina for a visit. And Walker.
1: Vance High School, offensive lineman, big kid, (laughs) eventually went to Florida. (laughs) Do you remember Wes Bryant out of Vance High there, Coach? Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC.
2: If Florida had come along and that young man told me he wanted to come to East Carolina, I probably wouldn't take him because I think he was not very bright.
1: Go ahead and play the drop, Fiddy, if you can find it soon enough. You know what drop you need to play after this beat hits. Everybody was dancing. It's War Cry Wednesday. Wes and Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7. All-time booty mover. WFNZ. Bringing it in right. Talking about the Carolina Panthers. Trying to get some clarity on Brian Burns. That's what we're trying to do today. Get clarity. Trying to make sense of it all. Is Brian going to be sitting out on Sunday against the Falcons, or will he be playing despite a contract negotiation that is ongoing? Brian Burns, Joe, according to Joe Person on Twitter, Brian Burns is in the building. He's in Bank of America Stadium. He walked in the locker room, when approached by a reporter. Brian Burns shook his head. So no comment, at least publicly, from Brian Burns. Frank Reich did speak to media, and he would not comment on whether Burns would practice today He did say he addressed the Burns situation. He did uh, address the team about the situation, specifically that there's a business side to this, but also getting ready to play against Atlanta and trusting Burns' situation will all work itself out. So we still don't know if he's going to play, at least right now. He was named a captain. Panthers captains were announced today alongside Shaq Thompson, Johnny Hecker, Bryce Young, Adam Thielen, Taylor Moten, Brian Burns joins all of those players um, as the captains of this Panthers team. So, still no clarity here. Wes, what do you make of the Brian Burns thing? You think it's uh,
0: all but said and done that he's going to be missing Sunday against the Falcons? No question about it. Unless Nick Bosa signs his deal today, uh, I wonder if his agent already has a number in mind. Like, okay, if Bosa gets this, we'll ask for that. If he asks for this, then we'll ask for that. Like, I wonder, is that how it's working, because I feel like that Brian Burns is the domino. And unfortunately for Carolina fans, he's the domino that has to fall first, and Brian Burns is not. If Brian Burns was in a position where he could command the highest salary, then I think that would be more advantageous, and the deal probably would have already been done. But because you're waiting on Nick Bosa to see what he's got going, this is going to delay things.
1: All right, so Bosa opted out of training camp. We all know this. And Burns showed up to Wofford on time, practiced every single day. We would see him. He was speaking to the media, saying it was important for him to be here, that the team needed him, especially getting ready for the season with all this change. And now... According to Joe Person, according to sources, said that Burns and his camp decided to apply some pressure. Shaq Thompson also spoke on the matter. He said, everybody here knows, quote, everybody outside of here knows, everybody in the stands knows, everybody above us knows what he deserves and what he should be getting paid. They know what to do to make it right before week one. You ask the question how many scenarios they've already played out in their head. In order to get this thing on the fast track, once Nick Bosa signs his deal, if Nick Bosa signs it, I think they do have all of that planned out. If not, then what have you been doing this whole time? You would have to imagine, okay, if Nick Bosa gets this amount of money per year, this much guaranteed, we know we're not Nick Bosa. It doesn't, and so you could either go, it doesn't matter because we're not necessarily getting paid based on where you specifically rank among the best pass rushers. We're trying to get paid as much as possible now. So it doesn't matter if Nick Bosa is getting 34 a year something crazy but not out of the realm of possibility burns is going to be asking for 30 31 whatever the guaranteed money looks like i have to imagine they've thought of all those scenarios and burns is applying pressure now and it it is weird we were talking about it in the fishbowl not usually how these holdouts work it usually you usually do the nick bosa and chris jones thing where you just don't show up to camp don't show up to practice miss the workouts And then eventually, if it gets to a point, you miss the games where Burns has been working out. He's been exercising, getting in shape within the structure of the team, not getting fined because he's showing up and now applying pressure where it all really matters. I wonder if this is going to be a trend in the future, because think about it. Brian Burns has to stay in shape if he wants to be a good football player. I don't think we think Burns or any of these other guys are undisciplined, right? I still think they'd probably they'd still be in good enough shape to go out there and be an effective football player, but might as well be getting paid some money. Might as well, you know, not miss out on some of the, even if they're smaller quote unquote checks, might as well not be getting fined and work out with the team, hang out with my buddies and still get ready for the season within the confines of what our team plans to do. And then once we get to the game, You don't want to have any losses there. You know how much I matter to wins and losses. This is where the real pressure is applied.
0: This is what I'm going to
1: decide to do in my holdout, and it's very different from what we've seen in the past.
0: Do you think that this could be a strategy as far as this was something that was already in the stars for him to do? Like, okay, you go to camp, you'll save some money there by showing up. They can't find you all through camp, and then if you miss a game or two, And then saying, okay, you know, we'll take a little bit of an L on the games, because I think at most if he were to sit out of games, I think maybe two would be the max, I would say. So you're like, all right, we missed two game checks. Save yourself some money by going to camp. You do get in a football shape to an extent because you're hitting and you get all of the things that come with that. So you missing a week, a week and a half, two weeks isn't going to kill you when you've already been in camp, it's not like you miss all the camp and then games, and then you're coming fresh into a NFL football game, not in football shape. So I'm thinking that this could have been a strategy from the jump for him to do this, but uh, it's definitely a different way to go about it. And it is something that guys could end up doing. And it's like, you know, he put his faith in the Panthers to get a deal done. And unfortunately it's just, a inopportune year for Burns to get it done because there was a guy at the top of the market that's gonna reset that. Well and and for me, I think the the, the worry that
1: you might have Okay, so Brian Burns decides to practice. He shows up. I mean, even now, right? Like, as we speak, he's lifting weights. He's in the building. You have representatives and the Panthers hierarchy trying to figure out what kind of deal that you could come to an agreement with. But Nick Bosa, that is the wild card in all of this because it just hasn't happened over in San Francisco yet. But he still is there. And so if you're Brian Burns, and maybe you just think at the beginning, this will all take care of itself before we actually get to week one. And now here we are game week. I mean, we're what four days away from actually playing a game on Sunday and there's still no contract. And so now Burns like, well, this has gone on a little too long. Now we're going to apply some pressure and could be from the advice of his representatives. You would have to imagine it is from his representatives. And so I, I just hope that Burns and the Panthers are not so far apart. I hope this is all surrounding what Nick Bosa is doing and you know, making a play off of that, because if if the Panthers really are saying, well, we're not going to go over at least right now, we're not going to go over twenty seven per year. it's Like, oh, okay, well, there's a real shot I'm going to get over twenty seven. Nah, I'm not going to play in this game. Like, I just wonder how far apart they are right now. And reports are that they're not particularly close, which makes sense as to
0: why now he's thinking about missing this game against the Falcons. And the thing for people who may not have heard us yesterday, we also brought to the table because it was reported and and hypothesized by a sports radio station out in California, like the players that could potentially be lost because of, Nick Bosa's potential contract, and he was saying, hey, do you want to lose a Brandon Ayuk? Do you want to lose a Kyle use check? Do you want to lose that caliber of a player to be able to sign this guy? And so we brought up some of the yeah. players that the Panthers could potentially lose out on signing to a new deal because of the money that Brian Burns could potentially make, especially if it creeps into the thirty. Million range. Do you want to maybe sacrifice a J.C. Horn or uh, some of those types of players that could really help this team in order to get this deal done? That's the conundrum you come to. Luckily, you have a rookie quarterback that buys you a little bit of flexibility for him. Uh, But this deal, it's it's a very very intriguing situation to see what it's going to come out because you see some projections twenty seven to twenty eight. But then I'm I'm guessing that that Bosa's in that. And we read the projections uh, uh, months ago saying around 33 and some change. And so where's this thing going to end up? Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of your defensive linemen coming off of the books in
1: 2024. Sean uh, Williams, unrestricted free agent. YGM, UFA, Marquise Haynes, unrestricted free agent. Brian Burns is as well. You have to pay Derek Brown, and so we'll see if we go through this again, maybe on a minor scale, but we'll see if we go through this again if Derek Brown balls out in an Ajero avero defensive scheme. How about Frankie Louvu, unrestricted free agent in 2024. Jeremy Chin, guess what? Unrestricted free agent in 2024. They're going to be crazy busy in this upcoming offseason. And so I get it, right? I mean... We can all understand where Carolina is coming from. I've seen some texts the last couple of days. What's the use of having such a rich owner in David Tepper if they're not going to pay the guys the money that they're worth? Doesn't make any sense. This is a hard cap. It doesn't matter how rich you are. That's baseball. That's NBA with luxury tax. The NFL is designed to keep this as even as possible. That's why we want parity. People like parity in the NFL, and that's why the NFL adheres itself to that more than any other professional sports league that you can think of, except for baseball, but we get the idea. Baseball is just a crazy game within itself, and so that one's always tough to bet on. But the NFL, when you have seven picks, right, you can trade them for veterans. We get the idea. But when you're talking about so many different players, you can have a rebuild in two years. You can have a quick bounce back. It's a hard cap. So David Tepper being worth all this money, he applies that to the coaching staff. And that's what he did. And big time kudos to him for paying up and getting a Vero, a head coaching candidate, within a lot of different teams considering him. You know, Kudos to making it worth Jim Caldwell's while, Dom Capers' while, who's made a lot of money in the coaching ranks already, going out and getting a Frank Reich. So that's where he can really apply that money. Not within paying players, and so I just want to you know clear that misnomer because there's nothing he can do here. This is a hard cap, and Brian Burns eating up thirty million a year—it's a big time hit on your payroll, especially if you want to save some money towards a J.C. Horn and a Derek Brown, even a a Jeremy Chin and Frankie Louvu. Wes, those two guys, I, I think, are good. Defensive players, I think Luvu is very good chin. It's still a little, you know, kind of iffy on what he can do, but you're going to have to sacrifice some of these guys that are looking to get paid big time and you want to keep as many as you can. And this is where the, the whole snafu and the Burns thing comes into play.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm, it's the. the That's why Sunday's game is going to be just so paramount in all of this, and I think people are going to be paying more attention to Carolina's pass rush more than ever before if he does not play because the perception of Desmond Ritter right now is that he's not a good quarterback, not going to be a good quarterback. Atlanta's going to be looking elsewhere next season. I say all that to say if he comes out and really has a a very good to dominant performance and isn't, touched much as far as getting sacked or hit people are really going to I think start to side with Brian Burns and and that's the play here it's what's it gonna look like without me here you're gonna get a glimpse of it once you see that you'll give me what it is that I need and so hopefully Nick Bosa is doing the same thing with San Francisco and I think that these guys one or both of them will get done within the next couple of weeks, somebody could get done today. Um, and so I, I think the 49ers, I don't know what their urgency is to get this done, but it's got to be there. And I feel like they're going to more than likely try to get something done today because the day's the last day before they can go into Pittsburgh. And oh, so
2: this has this potential be to be
1: a monster. news. Better, you
0: better deliver. <laughs> I'm so
1: excited.
2: I just figured I'd let the people know. That he is in uniform and he is walking to, the, or he's, he's getting carded to the practice field. Brian Burns
1: is yeah. going to, it looks like Brian Burns is going to practice.
2: Yeah, today. he is going to practice.
1: Okay. It's a big time news update. He's out there suiting up.
2: And they're not okay. even letting him walk. That's how that's how <laughs> valuable their pass rusher is, is he's getting the card out there to practice. <laughs> All right, well, there you go.
1: All right, so he's practicing. Let's talk a little more about it. Coming up next, it's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
0: Back, folks. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Got the text coming. A lot of people talking about Brian Burns. 336 number saying, I'm just saying the more Burns keeps, quote, doing the right thing, the worse this organization looks and will continue to look if they can't get this deal done. But we just got the report that he is riding on a cart out to practice. So it looks like he is all in to play game one. And Walker, you and I were talking about during the break just how this has just been a very unorthodox move by him. Why now? Why would you sit out of practice and say it's a personal matter when we know it's about the bag, and then now you come back, it's just not making a lot of sense?
1: It's really not. Like I, I really am trying to make sense of this. I got it at first, and then even the change, I made it made, make sense. Here we were talking in the last segment, is this going to set a precedent for some players on how to truly hold out? Do you just go in and practice, skip the fines, get ready for the NFL season until gameplay hits, and then decide that you're missing a game? And then he now is coming back to practice. So he, he's suiting up, right? Full pads and a helmet. Practices all the way through the offseason, attends training camp, misses a few, like how many did he miss in total? Was it two or three? One or the other, right? Misses a couple practices. Now he's coming back on a Wednesday before a game you play on Sunday. And I don't know if, like, am I naive to think that he still could miss the game? I just don't know. Because I think most people see this and people think, oh, okay, he's playing 100%. That's, That's what I would think, too. If he hasn't done this in a weirder way, like, I just, I don't know what any of this means because he's already practiced. So if he practiced first and then he misses some, but now he's coming back after just a few, I, I don't. I just don't understand the process here. If if you were going to miss now, if you were really going to apply the pressure, then, Wes, I wouldn't expect him to come back until Sunday. Hell, it was not to. it's not like saying you were wrong on this. I thought you were probably right, but you felt very comfortable that he was going to miss. All the signs are pointing that, no, he's not playing Sunday.
0: I feel like at this point now, the only thing that would be more logical with what he's doing, the way he's going about it, it's going to come out and have an LT-like performance, three, four sacks, and then sit out the next game against That the would be hilarious. That would sound like what would be the next <laughs> logical step for him based off how he's going about business.
1: I-, I do want to mention this text, too. Teddy from Concord says maybe it was a true personal matter. I guess, I mean, maybe, maybe, but sources were not saying that to the reporters that are there every day. Joe Person said leak sources did say that Brian Burns and his representatives did decide that this past week, last end of last week, beginning of this week, this was the time to apply pressure. Yeah, it's very odd. It's very odd. I, I guess I Hold don't it. know 100% if this does mean he's playing in this game. If I had to bet on it, then I I guess this would mean he is going to play based off what he said for most of the offseason. But the, the three mispractices or whatever they were, very weird timing with the amount and just how compared to how you've operated for the rest of this office.
0: And this is the type of stuff. This is why the players union, they can never get the type of deals they want from the league. This is why they get a 17th game and can't do anything about it. And all this type of stuff that they complain about because they fold. It's like you come out with this strategy, apply pressure, what a pressure was applied. Nothing. You're back at practice. All
1: right, so we have something from Fitty. What you got for us?
2: All right, so take this with a grain of salt. Just got this from Bleacher Report. But according to uh everyone's favorite reporter in town, David Newton, Burns and his campus set the price at twenty-seven to twenty-eight million dollars. While according to him, the Panthers are closer to offering twenty-three million per year which is that max crosby money which i have said from the very beginning is where his true value is and so dude maybe this was a personal matter i don't think it was i think he wanted to go in there and thought he would get the 27 28 million dollars that he thinks he's worth scott fitterer in that front office hasn't caved yet and i guess he realized i played hardball to right now i've i've lost I don't want to hurt my team on the field. I'm going to show up to, to the field. And here's the thing because there are any balls out, right? And he plays phenomenally. It makes it easier for Carolina to pay him the money. Sure. Because that defensive line needs him with Marquise Haynes on the IR. You don't know what Justin Houston is going to give you. YGM's been a bust. Like if he comes in here and balls out, it'll be easier for Scott Fitterer and Co. to give him the money.
0: $23 million, I say trade me now. Because he can go somewhere else and get the money that he's looking for. That that twenty three, nah, that's not gonna cut it. All right, let's just uh, sit in San Francisco and y'all give us bosa. Nah, that's straight up. Nah, we good on that one. But, well, no, uh, and I,
2: yeah.
1: This, so okay, this is what we were thinking about though. If they <laughs> it's, it's pretty far apart. We were thinking it might get to thirty, and, and that's where I got a little uneasy. So right, like Fitty is on one end. Did you need some toms? <laughs> You got a little uneasy. Yeah, this whole this whole situation. I got some in my backpack. Actually, I might take some out. I, I put it in my backpack because I wanted to know how this Burns negotiation was going to make me feel. Fiddy is on one side where 23 might even be too much for Fiddy. Right. Where even 23. Fair million.
2: value. Do you think that's fair? He's he's Max Crosby. He's Max Crosby level. He's mm-hmm. getting twenty three and a half million dollars. That's what he is. I'm
1: probably in the middle. Where thirty makes me uneasy and needing tums, like twenty <laughs> is there any way to go into the middle here with a true compromise and get to that twenty five mark twenty six and and now, I mean, now that now it's been changed, right? It, if If this is true, then this is going to be interesting to see what side gives in. And if Nick Bosa makes thirty, does that change anything? i I would not have thought that 23 would have been that number that was thrown out. I, wouldn't, I thought it was more,
0: Wes. I think you and I are both in that. Yeah, that's trash. I thought it would have been more. Relative to sports, obviously 23 and a half million, 23 million changes everybody's life in here, but as far as it goes with NFL relativity, it's trash. Joey Bosa is sitting there making 27 million. Joey Bosa's a big-time player. But when you look at his numbers, comparable to Brian Burns, especially the last three seasons, I mean, he hasn't been anything just otherworldly. So if you're Brian Burns, why don't you want as much or more money than him? And so I can understand why he's coming at the angle that he's coming at. I mean, if he really wanted to apply pressure, he says, I'm going to sit out. You can trade me because someone else will pay him what he wants, like. That's, that's at the end of the day, whether you feel like he's worth it or not, he's worth that to somebody in the NFL, especially at a premier position as a pass rusher. He's worth that kind of money to somebody. You had something else for I, us today? I
2: was just going to say, you wanted to know what this means for Sunday. Frank Wright met with the media. Here's what he said when he would rule out Brian Burns be in today. for the, uh, the season opener against the Falcons. Frank, at what point do you rule Brian out for Sunday?
1: Sunday. Fair question. I mean, obviously, it's the question. You know, fair. I understand it. very fair question, but like, my mind's not even going there. It's really not. Like, my mind is going to today's practice, and um, we'll deal with each day as it comes. This thing's going to go right down to the wire, right? Like, so I, I think when people see Brian Burns going out there, full pads, helmet, ready to go, I think people took that as a sign as, oh, okay, with this question. We know that he's going to play on Sunday, but now we don't. This thing is going to go right up to game time and it's going to be whether Brian Burns and his representatives decide that we're not going to apply as much pressure. If it's 27 million, right? Maybe you don't even meet halfway. If you're Carolina, then I would imagine the Panthers go even 60% of the way, right? 70%. Go, go up to something above 25, make him a top five edge rusher. Even if he's not quite top five, pay above market value. We act like this doesn't happen for everybody else, right? Maybe you don't make, maybe it doesn't mean that they should do that here, but this is a premier position. We already know that you decided to turn down a lot of draft capital to keep them on your team. So a lot of the math doesn't make a ton of sense to me. If you decide to turn down two first round picks and a second round pick reportedly at least two first Hell, get rid of the second round pick even if you turn down two first that was reported initially at the trade deadline when we all thought there was a possibility they could just be getting ready for a rebuild the following season even just turning down two first i would think that would entail going ahead and paying him top edge rusher money top 5 edge rusher money if he makes 23 million a year that he's not going to be getting that so if you get to 27 something very close to 28 this is the time where now I, I think I am on the side of the of the people wanting the Panthers to pay him. I think if, if that's what he's asking for, if he's asking for 28 and you don't think there's something very close you can come to him on his terms, maybe it's not the full 28 a year, but getting there like 26, 27, whatever – To me, this now falls on the Panthers going ahead and getting this done.
0: No question about it. And, I mean, this was also a situation, too, with these teams. I know that they know that these situations are coming, and I just don't understand how they get caught with just being or looking like they're unprepared. And I say the same thing about the 49ers. It's like how – do you not know this is coming? Do you not already have a number in mind? And, and I know for both an extension has been on the table for him. And I guess it's something that he doesn't necessarily like. But uh, for Carolina as well, th- that's a big gap in money. And a lot of people say, oh, it's just four million or whatever the case may be. But that's still a pretty sizable gap when you talk about uh, the salary that you want to be paid. And so, yeah, at this point, it looks like he's going to put to play because why else would you be there to practice on a Wednesday? The last day that NFL coaches give guys to be able to go out there and show what they can do before they decide if you're going to play or not.
1: All right. So let's go ahead and read some text because there's a lot coming in on this Brian Burns conversation. Uh, We do have a three three six number writing in. They should offer twenty five mil a year. If he doesn't take it right away, then trade him. I mean, yeah, 25 a year. I I wonder where Brian Burns and his representatives would be on that front. Trash man. He said, I'm going to hold out of my job and show up sparingly and see if I get the bag. Hell no, I'm getting fired. Well, yeah, that's that's different, different market. (laughs) Somebody did write it earlier. I want to find that text to give him credit. But someone asked, is this is what is this what's going to happen to Fiddy when his contract is up? Is he going to go to the negotiating table? Maybe just practice with us. He's going to be in the fishbowl talking about ideas, coming yeah. up with segments, but he's going to skip shows. Is that what you're going to do, Fitty?
2: It was Panther Bo who wrote the text in. I, because I'm the arrogant dude that I am, I might be the dude that does my on air, like do it on the air, which 100% guarantees that I'm going to get fired. But I could not do that to you guys. I could not prepare y'all a show and then not be in here and do the work.
1: Thank you. Maybe you just say it publicly so (laughs) higher-ups hear you. I'm not doing the show. Come Monday, overreaction Monday, I'm not running that board. I'm not doing it. And then the hardball does not work out for you, and then you decide,
2: Ah, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm running this out for
1: Yeah, I was tripping. What you got, Fiddy?
2: I also got a video from Mike K over the Observer. Uh, Burns is not taking part in the stretching routine. Now, maybe he thinks like I think stretching what? is overrated. But uh, if, if he's not stretching, I don't think you probably think he's going to practice.
0: Fitty, that might be one of the worst things you've ever said on this station. The stretching is overrated. That that's the that's one that got bad. you. Was that's that a uh, was
2: that a stretch of a take?
0: Yeah, that's an
1: awful take, man. <laughs> I, so d- despite Fiddy saying what you think is one of the dumbest things, I didn't realize that was going to hit in the dumbest things category. Maybe yeah, that, that's pretty
0: bad. The, the benefits of stretching come My on.
1: my man West loves
0: some stretching. <laughs> yes. I did not realize I do this. I have a roller, I stretch. <laughs> Talking to a guy with chronic back problems. All right. Stretching is vital.
1: All right. So that is a sensitive subject. (laughs) When it comes to stretching, you know, don't play. I did want to get back just to one other. Like, am, am I missing something here? This is weird. I don't. Okay, so now he's in full pads. If he's not stretching, is he not going to... Yeah, cry? this is just stupid.
0: I don't it's know stupid. what's going on. Let's
1: go home and sit down and chill, man. Like, seriously, I, I will be ignorant. Like, tell me that I'm missing something because I don't know what I'm missing. I really don't I, as far as any kind of approach. I just, it, it feels like a mess, but we'll see. If it, if it all ends up in Brian Burns getting paid twenty five to $28 million, which is what he's reportedly asking for, then fair, but... Here we are just asking a bunch of questions and not answering them on the air. Like, this is what it's come to for the Wesson Walker.
0: All right. Well, Fiddy is going to show more of his value right here with the second flash of the day. Fiddy.
2: Uh, I did want to get the other baseball update from my first flash. Um, Some sad news for the Atlanta Braves. They placed right-handed pitchers Michael Soroka and Colin McHugh on the 15-day injured list. Soroka has right forearm inflammation, and McHugh has uh, right shoulder Inflammation. So we're in the last month of the season and two guys in the bullpen or two two pitchers going on the I. L. But Walker, we gotta talk US Open man. I haven't been able to watch it because Spectrum sucks. But last <laughs> night our guy, Francis Tiafo, he bows out in the quarterfinals. Alcaraz is in action tonight, 830 prime time. On ESPN, this has been a great U.S. Open for those like you have been lucky enough to tune in and watch.
1: I've been all in. I've become such a tennis fan the last couple of years. What a fun watch. So much action. I was talking to Olivia about this, too, and I was wondering if the length of time matters because here we are trying to make the baseball game shorter. College football, if it goes over four and a half hours, a lot of people complain about that. Tennis can, ma- can last a really long time, but there's so much action. I mean, it's quite literally back and forth. It comes from tennis. So when you're discussing all that action, even with such a long game, I wonder if that still has enough holding power for people to stay tuned to the US Open. That has wildly delivered the last couple of years. The last two years for the US Open, it's been crazy. Alcaraz has come onto the scene possibly being that fourth in the best of all time argument that we'll have in the next 10 seasons. Francis Tiafo has Pusha T on the sidelines and he's going to dap up after a victory. Yes, worlds are colliding. I did not know that Pusha T was going to be at Arthur Ashe Stadium along with Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, Ben Shelton beats Francis Tiafo, a 20-year-old who has 150 mile per hour
0: serves. Man, I'm telling you, like, get on the train if you like some action. Tennis is a lot of fun man when you were talking just now sounding like japanese arithmetic
1: (laughs) it's the wes and walker (laughs) show we'll talk more tennis and maybe a little brian burns coming up next sports radio 92 7 wfn (laughs) walker sports radio 92 7 wfnz i promise wes even though the people are loving it and by people i mean like probably three texters are loving the tennis talk we won't talk us open anymore (laughs) promise you we had a whole three there are dozens of us wes there are dozens uh you can feel free to text in about anything you want to really whether it's weatherman mark very angry at us for not reading his text mark we love you man we're sorry we're very sorry that we haven't been reading your text. He's been very angry that we haven't been Arguably doing that so. That man is
0: insulting us. Why do you give him the light of day? Well, I mean, it's because it's
1: sarcasm, but I'm not really all that sorry. There are plenty of other texts. This guy's so-
0: hilarious.
1: Well, especially with Brian Burns stuff, I mean, it's popping. People got a lot of thoughts on the star pass rusher that is such an integral part to this team. It's like, what, what are they going to do it's, If, if it's not Burns out there? We know about Marquise Haynes. We don't have an injury report today, I don't think. And I, I think maybe they're releasing it. Maybe they should have done it a little bit earlier if they were going to do it today. So Marquise Haynes, I'm not sure if he's going to play against the Falcons. Do you know? That he's he- on IR. Oh, so he is on IR. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Marquise Haynes not playing. So <laughs> no Marquise Haynes. <laughs> potentially no Brian Burns. Justin Houston and YGM are going to be the guys that you have to rely on. And so it's going to be a real problem against a team like, you know, really anybody. I mean, the Falcons are better up front than they used to be. Calais Campbell is there. Grady Jarrett has some help now. David Anyamata coming over from the Saints. We know a little about him, but a solid player, like worthwhile to get rotation, to get reps on a defensive line. And so we're going to see how this this defensive line is able to go against the offensive line and how our offensive line is able to go against them. The trenches are going to be interesting to watch on both sides for this Carolina Panthers game one, Wes.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. And Atlanta, they want to get their pass rush up. And we, if we know anything about Atlanta, it's that they had a worse pass rush than the Panthers did last year. And they really focused that, uh, focused on that in the offseason. And so bringing in a veteran like a Calais Campbell and an Mata, like you said, so they're going to be wanting to see how they're going to look this season, especially after watching some of that preseason footage of Carolina's offensive line. I think they feel like they may have an advantage there. So the trenches are going to be paramount. Hopefully the Panthers will have Brian Burns out there to help along because we also want to see what this front seven looks like in its totality. We, in the preseason, got to see the linebackers. We saw Louvu. We saw, uh, we saw Shaq out there, but we didn't get to see him alongside of a Justin Houston, alongside of a Derrick Brown outside of the one game that Derek Brown played. And then you add in uh, Brian Burns to the mix. So I think that's an exciting element to this game to see just how much this pass rush will surge, hopefully, with those guys uh, all playing together and just how much better they can make this defense. As a whole. All
1: right, so we go to the receiver room. That used to be a real problem a couple of weeks ago. We thought we might not have Terrace Marshall Jr., LaViska Chenault, or DJ Chark out there. LaVisca cleared concussion protocol. That one was always dicey. You just never know with concussion protocol stuff, but he's been good to go for a while after clearing. And then you have DJ Chark telling us a week ago. That his hamstring does feel good and that everything is on track for him to be out there week one, that's a big time presence. When we thought DJ Chark might be out for a while, that was very concerning, but hopefully he's good. And even Terrace Marshall Jr., he's been dressing for practice. And so he was missing some time for a back issue. And Terrace Marshall Jr., DJ Chark, it does seem like where there was a real fear, missing plenty of pass catchers, specifically wide receivers. Now it looks like at least Chark and Chenault is clearing. So, Wes, if if you had to compare a TMJ and a DJ Chark injury, two guys that have had injury-ridden seasons before, right? Who's the one that you think you're most likely – who's the one – that you feel like they can't afford to lose more so? Is DJ Chark more important, or is Terrace Marshall Jr. more important to be out there on the
0: field? Well, at this point, I would say when you talk about which one they feel like is more vital, I would go with Chark at this point because you brought him in with the intentions of making him into a starter. And yes, he hasn't had a 1,000-yard season since 2019, but this is a guy that you're bringing in with the promise of being, uh, at worst, your number two wide receiver and uh, a big, deep threat component to your offense so I would definitely think they look at him uh, in a much brighter light but as far as if you had to choose which one you wanted to be ready for Atlanta again I'm going to stay on the side of a TMJ Because this is a guy you paid to be here for week one against the Atlanta Falcons as your starting wide receiver. Uh, But I just thought it would be interesting because we saw a lot of good things from TMJ during the preseason. Uh, We know the the pro football focus metric as far as how great he was uh, catching deep balls last season. So that adds an exciting element to TMJ's game that I'm sure a lot of fans feel like this Panthers offense could use. But it's definitely got to be charted in my estimation because this is the guy you paid to be your starter.
1: Yeah, TMJ for me, this is someone that I was starting to ramp up on in the beginning parts of the offseason. Right. Maybe even at the beginning of training camp after preseason, he's not been playing because of a back issue. But Jonathan Mingo has overtaken that for me. There's so many different ways to go who you think Bryce Young will be funneling the targets towards, or even Frank Reich, Thomas Brown, whoever's calling plays and has influence over the concepts. I wonder just who the the guys are going to be that's getting the most targets. But I think the TMJ conversation has cooled off a little bit. Still going to be – still going to be – something worth monitoring as we head into the regular season and just, you know, continuing to talk about potential injuries. Yeah. I'll bring his name up again. You know, David Newton, Joe person, plenty of people tweeting about it. Here's David Newton's exact tweet about Brian Burns. He was in the tent. He was getting wrapped. David Newton said, we won't know how much, if at all he'll practice until the Panthers release the injury report. So hopefully we get some news on exactly what Brian Burns might be going through or quote, unquote, going through, if you catch my draft. Who knows as they have this negotiation.
0: This has just been very wild, to say the least. Uh, How This is going to be one of the most monitored practices I'm sure Carolina will ever have because everybody wants to know what is Brian Burns going to do. You come in, you don't participate in certain things, you choose this, you choose that. So everybody's going to want to know at the end of this practice. I'm sure so many players and coaches will be asked What did Brian do? How was this practice? And that's just, it's just why. So doing
1: this for a while, there are are times where you remember weird things that you were paying an odd amount of attention to. I think we've crossed over into that territory. Like I'll remember next year, five years from now, hey, do you guys remember that crazy Brian Burns watch with the chaotic twist and turns? Like Michael (laughs) Scott, snip, snap, snip, snap. He's playing. No, he's not playing. He's practicing. No, he's not practicing. He's sitting out. Okay, now he's not sitting out. Nick Bosa, what's he doing in here? I feel like the SpongeBob meme where there's so many twirly-swirlies going around and I don't know what to pay attention to. I have zero clue. I'll always remember this as... Getting the binoculars out and watching
0: for Brian Burns. Is he injured? How injured is he? This one's been pretty crazy. Do you think that this type of thing helps or hurts him as far as if you're the Panthers looking at this situation? I mean, I think at the end of the day, it probably won't hurt him because they still want the commodity, which is the production that he puts up when he's out there. But man, it's got to be just just a a weird situation on both sides, just the way this is being handled.
1: It does have to be. I just, did I say twirly swirlies. Did I say that? You did. Okay. I just want to make sure. Let's go to the last hour, shall we? It's the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We'll continue to be on Brian Burns. Watch. We also have some college football topics that we want to get to. Once again, Wesson Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 FM.